Hi, and welcome to In Touch with Tennessee, a podcast of the University of Tennessee Institute for Public Service. Founded in 1954 and headquartered in Nashville, the Tennessee County Services Association, or TCSA, is a nonpartisan, nonprofit public interest group representing counties before the Tennessee General Assembly and the state administration. According to the bylaws of the organization, TCSA was created for the purpose of developing more efficient and economical functions of local government to promote the common welfare of the people. TCSA is an umbrella organization made up of three affiliate associations, the Association of County Mayors, the Tennessee County Commissioners Association, and the Tennessee County Highway Officials Association. This combined membership represents over 1,800 elected and appointed officials of both the executive and legislative branches of county government. One of its most crucial partnerships is a longstanding relationship TCSA has with the University of Tennessee County Technical Assistance Service, or CTAS. The association works closely with CTAS in its mission to provide prompt, accurate technical assistance on a daily hands-on basis to Tennessee's 95 counties. Joining us today to talk about TCSA, its work and the partnership with CTAS, are TCSA Executive Director David Connor, current TCSA Board President Ron Berry, and County Technical Assistance Service Executive Director John Walden. Welcome, and thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Thank you Susan. So, David, let's start out by talking, um, having you talk a little bit about the history of TCSA and how it started. Yeah, it was, uh, as you mentioned in your intro, it was formed in 1954. A membership organization of mayors, commissioners, and uh, highway officials really wanting to gather, share information, uh, network together, learn from each other, uh, but also have an organization through which they could speak um, on behalf of county governments in, in Nashville with uh, the General Assembly and the state administrations. Um, we do a mixture of things as far as trying to do educational resources and programs and events for our members. Uh, we lobby and advocate on their behalf. We also have you know, programs to help with cost savings and other things like that to help keep um, county government efficient for the taxpayers. So been around for, well, that's close to um, 70 years on our end. So, Wow. Wow. And when did you become executive director? Uh, January of 2014. Okay. So, um, David and Ron, I'll um, direct this question to both of you. Can you tell us about some of the issues TCSA has worked with the General Assembly on and how that has benefited Tennessee's counties? David, you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. Well, Susan, thanks again for for uh, for this for this uh, recognition of, of of CTAS. What a great organization they've been. Um, TCSA uh, benefits greatly on 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 a great relationship with our legislators, and uh, we rely on on them listening to us uh, as they as they pass res, uh, resolutions in the in the in the state. Uh, some of the biggest things were the internet uh, sales tax 
that they passed, uh, allowing us to, to, to gain re- revenue from, from the Internet sales tax across the state and getting the counties uh, their local share. That was, uh, that was really a big, big plus for us. Uh, unfunded mandates. Uh, in the past years, uh, they would pass legislation that would end up costing the counties money. Uh, and, and we've worked really closely with them over the years. And, 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 and David and his staff, Charlie Carner and all, and Charlie have, have worked really hard to make sure that we get no unfunded mandates uh, any longer. And another big part of, of our relationship with them was over the years uh, trying to get equal funding for, uh, for our schools. And, and we worked closely with them uh, to, uh, to foster the BEP program and get that started. And, and, and now we will be transferring the BEP uh, funding onto, an, onto another organization. So uh, they've been really helpful. Uh, and and we, couldn't, we couldn't do what we do uh, without a close relationship with our legislators. Yeah, and just to add on a few things, I mean, like Ron mentioned, some of the big ones there, um, revenue sources overall for counties, but also things like education funding and how that formula is laid out and distributes funds across the state. Um, we are working and hope to work with the administration this next year on transportation funding and infrastructure needs. Um, highway departments are one of the areas that really definitely lost revenue during the pandemic and um, and now what they're facing in terms of inflationary cost and difficulty and being able to keep people hired and uh, the cost of construction and materials and all of that, they certainly are have a lot of needs there that we're going to work on this next year. Um, we were involved in the Improve Act back in 2017, supporting that when the when the state passed that under the Haslam administration to try to enhance transportation funding. But we're already seeing that that's getting stretched thin again. Um, some other topics we've dealt with are, are things like the opioid settlements and the, the opioid crisis in the state and how those revenues can be used to help um, communities address their addiction problems. And um, we work on criminal justice issues as well. So it's just kind of across the gamut in terms of local government. Right. That's interesting. Ron, you're a commissioner in Ron uh, Rome County. Excuse me. Um, can you talk about how, you know, additionally talk about how TCA, TCSA assists county commissioners and counties in general. Wow, Susan, uh, I, I really don't know how we would function without <laughs> CDESC. Uh, they provide so much information uh, to us. Uh, we, we have a representative for each county so that we know who our representative is and can go to them uh, for help on, on situations. They've, they've served invaluable information to us for education over the years to try to keep us informed of, of, of what's going on. Training, training is invaluable to, uh, to, to commissioners. We end up with about 35% turnover of county commissioners every four years. About 39% of our mayors turnover every four years. So you can see without a smooth mm-hmm. transition where county governments would be. CTAS provides that kind of information, that kind of training. Uh, they have training for new commissioners, for new county mayors uh, to begin their, their years of service. Uh, they provide training at any request, research, just unbelievable amounts of research that they do for us. Um, and it would be, I, I can't imagine trying to, uh, trying to be an effective commissioner without knowing that uh, CTAS had my back. Great. Well, let's uh, let's jump in then and talk to John Walden uh, about CTAS. Um, and John, can you discuss the relationship between CTAS and TCSA? Thanks, Susan, for having me on the podcast. 
there would be no CTAS without SA. Um, 1973, county officials wanted an organization that could help them date with their day-to-day work activities in their office and understanding what new legislation came about. So Tennessee County Services in 1973 went to bat and helped create CTAS. And then CTAS was actually introduced to county officials the first time in TSA's 1973 fall conference. And, and the relationship has blossomed ever since. Um, TCSA handles the, the lobbying aspect of it, as David mentioned, and they right. help provide training sessions and so forth. And then CTAS provides the technical assistance. And then in 2002, we also acquired the training program, the County Official Certificate Training Program, which moved to CTAS from the Center of Government Training. And that, that partnership from 1973 into now, which in 2023, CTAS will be celebrating 50 years of existence. Right. But as I indicated, there would be no CTAS if it wasn't for TCSA. Right. And David, can you talk a little bit about your partnership with CTAS? Yeah, it's it's tremendous. It's just fantastic working with John, but we've had a good relationship with all the executive directors. And, you know, it's... Um, kind of hand in glove. And a lot of times our own members will confuse. <laughs> they'll call our conferences a CTAS event, or they'll say something about a CTAS training that call it TCSA. Um, but we try to work that closely together. Um, there are certain, like John mentioned, there's certain lanes that we do the lobbying and advocacy and UT does not get involved in that. But then they're out there in the field doing tremendous work on a day-to-day basis, helping local officials do their jobs. Um, on whether it's like coming up on one of our conferences, sitting down with some of the CTAS leadership and talking about what are topics that they see out in the field that are needs for training or things that we've seen that we're asking them to help us uh, educate our officials about or communicating. I mean, really during COVID, um, I think both organizations benefited from probably talking more frequently about what are we hearing out in the field? What am I hearing at the national level? from organizations like the National Association of Counties and sharing that information back and forth. Um, Even today, we continue to have issues with some counties struggling with getting some of their certifications with U.S. Treasury up to date so they can draw the funds down. And um, it's something that I try to help out where I can as the field staff are reporting problems they're seeing out in counties and connecting people with folks either in Nashville or or in D.C. to help them with their issues. So, um, yeah, it's just... We're in the same building, thankfully, in the main headquarters for both organizations. So we talk, if not on a daily basis, certainly on a weekly basis. But, um, yeah, it's I can't imagine, like John, John said, CTAS wouldn't exist without TCSA, but I don't know that TCSA would still be around anymore if it wasn't for all the help we get from CTAS. So. Right. Now, um, I know Ron mentioned training. If you, uh, David and John, if you can both touch a little bit on um, the county officials orientation program. And um, you you had one just recently. Well, back in August, I guess, um, where you bring in thousands of new county officials. And, and can you talk about how you both organizations uh, work on on that conference? Well, as, as you mentioned, that did happen in August and it happens every four years. Matter of fact, it really happens every two years. We have an off year election in which we call it mini coup. But for the larger coup, uh, we have anywhere from 800 
individuals to a thousand and mainly new elected officials. They get elected that first Thursday in August. Uh, we try to have this orientation program a week and a half, two weeks after that, prior to them going into office September the 1st, and basically have a day and a half of a lot of information that they get, mainly from a legal aspect, some of the legal requirements that they have to have that first week of taking office. And uh, what we're doing this time, as we never really concentrate on doing it intentionally, is looking at being in office 100 days, 120 days, and then trying to target some classes for those newly elected officials after that time period. And I think one thing that David didn't mention, uh, which I think is invaluable to this relationship, we've had a couple of executive directors at TCSA that were former CTAS staff members as well. And, uh, and I think that plays a valuable part in the relationship between the two organizations. Because David, in, in his case, understands what we're going through and we do our best to try to understand what they're going through, especially during the legislative period. But yeah, COOP is a big undertaking for us. Uh, we, we like to joke and say we have COOP to try to make sure we keep officials out of jail. <laughs> uh, and if they follow what we ask them to do, that is the case. Yeah, it's and I like what John was talking about. Uh, certainly, the coop is there to kind of figure out how you get into office. How do you do so legally? How do we make sure that you're understanding requirements like the state's open meeting laws and public records and conflicts of interest and all of that? So they hit them with a lot of information to hopefully keep them out of trouble their first 30 days. But I know John and I, we had several conversations kind of after that because our annual conference was in October. So that's about six weeks later. And it's like, OK, if they've gotten in office six weeks and gotten a little bit of experience under their feet, uh, what should we follow up with? And I said one of the panels we did and, and a couple of different CTAS staff members joined uh, the Comptor's office and the um, folks from the Department of Finance and Administration to talk about all the federal funds counties received over the last few years. Because if as the, what Ron was mentioning with that level of turnover we had if over a third of county commissioners and county mayors in the state are new, they're all inheriting a work plan and responsibility for reporting for literally millions of dollars every county received from the federal government. So they've got to understand what were all the strings that came attached to that? How do they need to be responsible with it? And that was just one example of something we're like, OK, we know a few days or a few months or a few weeks into office, uh, we need to follow up with these new officials quickly about that. Right, right. Yeah, I can imagine six weeks in office, you might have even more questions than you had when you started. Susan, Susan, one, one other thing that I think is is really valuable is our uh, TCCA uh, came up with a program that requires county officials, uh, commissioners, to have X number of hours training. I think it's like 12 hours a year of training. So we put additional responsibilities over on CTAS to make sure that, that they already had the training uh, facilities available, but but that's that's been uh, I think uh, an, an invaluable thing for us to make sure that our that our county officials uh, are receiving training. Uh, you know, the, the biggest responsibility that a county commissioner has is passing the budget every year mm -hmm. for their county. That's a huge undertaking, and lots and lots of hours go into CTAS training uh, to actually get you familiar with how budgets work and 
and, and your responsibilities in passing that. So uh, they've they've been invaluable there, helping us uh, as we as we try to make our organization stronger. They're there to help us do that. Right, right. So this question is is um, all three of you for all three of you really. Uh, the General Assembly will will soon reconvene. Um, what is on the agenda for TCSA and for counties um, this upcoming session? I know David, you mentioned you know infrastructure, highways. What are some of the other things that uh, you all will be focused on? Yeah, those are certainly topics we think are going to be uh, discussed and addressed. Um, something we heard a lot from and, and our new director of county mayors, the Association of County Mayors is uh, Anthony Holt. He just retired from being the Sumner County Executive for the last four terms. And he held a series of regional meetings this fall. And one of the things that is sort of a newer issue that we traditionally haven't dealt with a lot, but um, we heard from a number of communities across the state about issues around housing. Uh, whether that be counties in Middle Tennessee that are struggling to keep up with the growth in residential housing and the impact on the school system or parts of the state. We heard from some folks in East Tennessee about affordable housing and how the cost is going up and they aren't there's not a the rental income or the rental costs are going up. Housing costs are going up. Um, West Tennessee, obviously, they're impacted by Blue Oval City. And a lot of those communities are trying to plan for how do we get the infrastructure in place for all the growth that's coming. So. Um, housing and affordable housing, supportive housing, um, all of those are some another big area um, that we haven't traditionally been involved in, but we're certainly starting to hear about and think there may be legislation coming up related to that. Right. And Ron, can you talk a little bit about that from the county perspective? Yeah, well, one of the things that that um, is, is really going to be important is 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 our fuel tax with all the electric vehicles uh, coming coming on uh, uh, the loss of of the fuel tax and how do we how do we uh, how do we recoup that and and uh, they're they're actually I think they're having meetings and things now to try to determine uh, how how that's going to affect us. Um, the uh, the new funding for education is going to be huge for us. Patissa is uh, is a new formula that 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 will be coming about and 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 again as as these new things come come aboard, um, CTASP will be there holding holding um, seminars across the state, giving us that information, sending us information, and 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 that's how the commissioners can work with their school board members uh, with information because we're getting the same information now through CTASP as our school board members are getting through their, through their organizations. So, so those are, those are some big things. Uh, uh, how, how we, how are we dealing with jail population uh, is, is, is going to be an, is, a, is another key issue. So all of these things are, are huge to counties and, and thank goodness we have CTAS there to, to help us gather the information and data uh, that we need. So um, we'll be, we'll be watching for these different things. Okay. And, and Susan, CTAS, as uh, we indicated earlier, we, we don't get into the lobbying aspect, right. but how, how we help TCSA in that role is uh, some of the research on things that they need research for real quick so that they can make conversation with the members of the General Assembly. or And then also our attorneys will look at some of the legislation that's coming across and have conversations with the uh, with David and his team, so that we can hopefully help them combat any situation that they may need mm-hmm. uh, information on. Um, 
And, and then we're here just for a sounding board for them so that they can bounce stuff off of us and, to see if they're understanding it the way they think they understand it. And so we have those conversations back and forth on occasion as well. Right, right. Well, thank you all for joining us today. This has been very informative. And, um, you know, I'm sure most county residents don't realize what goes on behind the scenes um, at the, the TCSA and, and CTAS levels. And thank you, listeners. Be sure to subscribe to In Touch with Tennessee on Apple and Google Podcasts and Spotify.